Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. Hope you're all doing wonderful. And I'm so glad that you decided to continue joining us on this journey about learning about the Word of God and how to apply it in our everyday lives. Um, And I hope you're enjoying this beautiful season of spring that we're experiencing such wonderful weather. Um, You know, when all the uh, plants and trees, they have a rebirth, regrow, and you can see beautiful blooms everywhere and hummingbirds and it's such a beautiful time of the year with really i could say maybe the best condition weather conditions throughout the whole year um but it's also a time for renewal refreshing a lot of different cultures celebrate actually spring is part of their culture to celebrate the season of spring uh, but i thought it's a good it's a good time for all for us also to uh, refresh and renew our soul uh, back to having joy and hope and, um, um, you know, love and uh, enjoying our lives. So I think it's a good time to kind of have a re, re, rebirth of that, right? So let's put aside our anxiety and fear and worry and anger and frustration. And we're going to, just like the season of spring, have a new growth of hope and joy and love and excitement and fun in our lives. Um, so I hope you've been listening to the previous teaching. This is kind of a continuation of that. And that was from the first one was on how learning how to love yourself, because I think it really starts with that. We need to take care of ourselves, our body, our mind, our relationship, our finances, so we can be available and a better person first to enjoy our lives, but second to, to, to be able to do good to other people and to be used by God. Uh, and also, um, I think my previous teaching had to do with how to receive rewards from God. There's actually scripture that talks about how you can be rewarded from God. And uh, uh, if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Uh, but this teaching has to do with surrendering our lives to, to Christ. And uh, it, this, this, the topic surrender may not be very popular for us because uh, when we hear the word surrender, let's say, if, uh, for a commander in a battle, the word surrender, what does it mean? It means defeat, right? It means losing. It means giving up. Um, however, the word surrender and, and, uh, and the context of being a Christian, a follower of Christ, doesn't mean defeat. It's actually the opposite of that. It means letting God control, taking control of your lives. Uh, so uh, I also want to go over the dictionary definition of the word surrender that has to do with yielding to the uh, possession or power, to relinquish, to resign. So that's what makes, honestly, a Christian life, somebody who is a follower of Christ, different than somebody who is not a follower of Christ. Basically, it comes down to that. A true Christian who is experiencing God's blessing in their lives, they have surrendered their lives to Christ. And whatever area they are experiencing Um, let's say peace and joy and victory. And uh, there's, we're all work in progress. So there are, let's face it, there are areas that we haven't fully surrendered to God and we're still struggling in those areas. So hopefully this teaching will help us to get to a place where we can surrender it all to God and let him handle our lives. Um, But it makes us think or ask, have we ever asked ourselves, or uh, told God, Lord, not my will, your will. I mean, how many times, if we can count on our fingers during our lifetime, have we done that? Say, Lord, not my will, your will. 
Honestly, I, I personally haven't done it that often. Let's be honest. I mean, we can't lie to God. He knows everything, right? Uh, but Jesus said that when he was going through the cross, he knew what was coming, all the persecution, the torture, that he was going to be killed on the cross. And uh, he was very stressed. He was under extreme pressure. And he asked God, is there any way that this can be done? Uh, yet, not my will, but your will. And the Bible says in obedience, he suffered. So is there suffering in obedience to God? Um, I think there is for our flesh, there is for sure. Because our flesh wants to be in control. Our flesh wants to do what it's selfish, right? And it doesn't want to submit to another power authority. It doesn't want to submit to the power of God. So when we're walking with God, we're learning how to tell our flesh no and walk by the spirit, walk by the word of God, say I'm sorry, you're not, we're not going to do that. We're going to do what the Word of God says, which, to be honest with you guys, it's not the easiest thing to do. But as you <laughs> spend more and more time with God and learn about His love and uh, enjoy His presence, it becomes easier and easier. But that's really what it is. So if, if we were to ask ourselves, why haven't we done that? Why haven't we surrendered every single area of our lives to God? Why are we still struggling and I think the bottom line is we don't trust God. It's because we're afraid of what he might do or not do for us. We might think, well, he's not going to do anything. He doesn't care. He's too busy. Or I pissed him off. I did, you know, I sinned and made him mad. I didn't do what he said. So uh, he's going to make me pay for it. Or I don't deserve it. I don't deserve God to work out the situation for me. Or he might ask me, you know, he's the God of, non-possession and he doesn't care about material things he might tell me to give up everything you have you know become poor and go in africa and become a missionary because that's what i want you to do and you're thinking i don't want to do that so i'm not going to surrender to god and honestly you guys these are all lies about god that's why people don't want to surrender and they want to be in control because they've only heard lies and they don't know the truth people that actually give up what they have or they're missionaries or they go to other countries they have a deep yearning and desire in their heart to do that. They're not being forced. Nobody's pushing them to do it. Nobody's making that they want to do it. So um, I think that, the, again, it comes down to trusting God. And if we surrender, is the situation going to turn out the way I want it to be turned out? And we don't trust that God will turn it out the way that is best for us, right? So, again, surrender has to do with sacrifice. And... Uh, why do we need to surrender? Because, you know, the, the Bible says that we are sanctified, sanctified, set apart by God for divine purpose. So you might say, well, what, 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 that, what does that mean? Sanctified, set apart by God. I thought I'm here to live my life. Well, we are. But if you're a follower of Christ, which I'm assuming if you've listened to these podcasts by now, you have decided to give your life to Christ and have made him the Lord of your lives and have accepted the gift of salvation. So you are part of the family of God. If that person is you, this is what happened when you did that. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So the minute you decided to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, you gave your life over to him, right? It says you became a new person. Okay, that this new person is not in your mind, is not in your body. You still have the same body. You still have the same mind. You still have the same, same thought, thoughts, emotions. But your spirit is a new spirit from God, okay? Um, 
Ephesians 1, 4 through 5 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight and love. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. And I've quoted the scripture before. Uh, it's not the first time you guys are hearing it. I'm sure you've heard it many times before. But basically it's saying that God chose you before he actually created you, he thought about you, right? And he chose you to be blameless and holy. And you might say, right, okay, great, because I'm not holy and blameless. And he knew that. He knew that, that we're not going to be blameless. He knew because he's going to give us free will, we're going to mess it up. And we're going to make mistakes and we're going to fall and sin. That's why he provided a way out. And that way out is his son who paid the price of sin for us. And all we have to do is accept that and believe that. And that's what makes us, that's what makes us um, holy and blameless in his sight. And why did he do that? Because of his love. And it says, be, it, according to his pleasure, because he, it brought him pleasure, right? To see his children holy and blameless and to have a relationship with them. Uh, Romans 10, 9 through 10 is the famous verse um, that says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess uh, your faith and are saved uh, i'm sure you've heard this verse also many many times what i want to focus on in this verse is if you declare with your mouth jesus is lord the word lord so what does the word lord means uh, the dictionary definition says the lord is a person who has authority who has control or power over others. It's a person who exercises authority as an owner, a fidual superior. The synonym word for uh, Lord is ruler, captain, king, governor. So you guys get the point, right? So when we say, Lord, Jesus is Lord. Yes, Lord, I give you my love. What are we saying? We're saying we want to have make you have authority over and power and control over our lives you might say well he already has that why should i say it not really he wants he he has given people free will not everybody turns their lives over to god and say you be lord over my life and i believe a lot of us christians suffer even though we are believers and we are followers of christ because we say it with our mouth yes be lord over my life but we don't really mean it we don't really turn our lives over to him you might say, well, what do you mean? How would I turn my life over to him? Well, by honoring him, by trusting him, right? By doing things his way, um, by following what his word says. That's how we can make him Lord over our lives. So um, surrendering really doesn't come natural to our flesh and our body it's because it doesn't seem fun. It just seems giving control away. And it also means feels like we're denying ourselves, you know? <laughs> so, um, because bottom line, again, it takes trust and it takes courage to surrender our lives to Christ. Um, I want to read you guys Romans 12, one through two says, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. 
do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. There is so much information in this passage. Um, so the first part, it says, offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is the part that we, I think we come short and we fail sometimes because we have to make sacrifices, right? And we don't want to do that. We want to be in control. We want to do things our way. We know and believe what's best for us. We just want God to do what we're telling him to do. We basically know more than him and better. And he just has to trust us and do what we're saying to him, right? That's really our attitude most of the time. But let's not fool ourselves. God is our father who created us. He gave us, he gave us all our gifts and talents and all our qualities are from him. He knows what's best for us. Um, but a living sacrifice, again, doesn't sound too cool, right, to be a living sacrifice. But think about it, guys. If, if, if you have children, for example, I'm just using that as an example. Those children, the Bible says children, honor and respect your parents, right? Do they, is it easy for kids to honor and respect their parents all the time? You know, a lot of times I've done it and you tell your kids, why, why should I do that? Because I said so. Okay, that, that really doesn't explain it. Why should I do it? <laughs> it just expresses my authority over them, right? So, but the Bible says honor and respect your parents. So if they say in their mind, okay, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I want. But then the second part of the verse says, renew your mind with the word of God, right? Don't be like the world. Don't be like all the other kids out there who are rude and disrespectful and ungrateful. Don't be like the world. It says, renew your mind with the word of God. So if that child went to Sunday school and at Sunday school, they said, children, the Bible says, if you want things to go well with you, honor and respect your parents. And that child, now he has a second thought. You know, maybe the first thought is no way I'm not going to do that. I don't care what my mom or dad says, or they're thinking to be disrespectful to theirs. And the second thought is, oops, they said that at church, that for things to go well with me, for me to have a long life, I need to honor and respect my parents. Therefore, even though I don't agree with them, right? Maybe you're asking to go to a party and they're saying no. Maybe you're asking to do a sleepover. The kid is asking to do a sleepover and the parent is saying no because the parent knows what's best for them, right? And if the child says, fine, I'll do as, I, as you say, but in their heart, they don't agree, but they still, in their actions, they agree. What did they do? They suffered, right? They surrendered. That's some kind of suffering for them. Because they, in their mind, they missed out on all the fun and excitement and life is too short and, you know, uh, you only live once and this is the attitude of the world. And they're in the world too. They go to school, they have friends, they, thanks to social media, even if you, you know, homeschool your kids, they, I, if they have cell phones, they probably still have access unless you somehow monitor that as well. But anyway, that's a whole different subject. Um, but that's what surrendering means, that you, no matter how you feel about it, you do what God says, but the end of, at the end of the day, who was better off? The kid who did what this, whose parents are actually wise and know what they're doing. You know, I'm not just talking about any parents um, who know the will of God and who know what's best for their kids. Who's better off? The kid who listened to their parents, right? So that's basically how it is with us and our Heavenly Father. When it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is another thing. A lot of Christians, they believe once they say the salvation prayer, they're saved and they're the children of God, which they are, of course. 
and now they everything should go well for them and should be rosy and peachy. However, they refuse to go to church or listen to teachings or be part of small groups of Bible study or read the Bible because it's just too much or you don't have time or it's too boring or I don't get it or I don't need it, right? Because they don't renew their mind, then they don't really know how to submit to God's will in every single area of their life. So they're still suffering. So they might come to church one day, get excited, give their lives to Christ, and then stop coming or come every now and then. And they feel like nothing in my life has changed. I'm still struggling with the same thing. I'm still angry. I still have depression. I still have dependencies. I'm still in lack. What's the, what's the big deal about you know, this Christian life? My life is no different than anybody else. Well, is it because you haven't renewed your mind in that area and submitted to God's word? Is it because of that that your life hasn't changed? So why don't you give it a try <laughs> for all of us? So anyway, this, this subject of surrender, like I said, it's not easy. But you guys, I mean, we've done it our ways and it hasn't worked, right? It keeps us anxious. It keeps us worried. It keeps us, when we're, when we're the God and king of our own lives, it keeps us frustrated. We snap at people. We lose our joy, our hope. Why? Because we haven't surrendered to God. And when we do that and we say, okay, Lord, I let go of this area, you take over and I'm not going to worry about it anymore because I'm asking you, I'm inviting you to be involved and take care of this. Okay. So what, if you don't have all those negative emotions, what do you have instead? Now you have energy, actually, you have joy, you have peace, um, you know, you're, you have peace and which is a lot of people are looking for in, in wrong places. You have inner joy, whether you're you know, doing an amazingly fun thing or not, you just have that inner joy no matter where you go. People can tell this is a joyful person. Um, so that's what it takes. Um, and again, the bottom line is if we trust him to do that or not, you know. Uh, but here's the here's what we're missing, that if we, if we don't trust him, his power will not be working in our lives to change things, right? We are, on our, we are on our own. God gives us that privilege, if it's called privilege, to make our own decisions for our own lives. He's not going to get involved. You know, um, I believe it's Deuteronomy verse 30, 19 says, I have said before you life and that blessing and curses. Now choose life that things may go well with you. It says, I have said before you blessings and curses. You decide which way your life goes. And how are you going to decide if you honor God and surrender your life to him and trust him, your life will go on the right direction. If you don't, you say, no, I'm the God of my own life. Then expect those things to go along with that, right? The brokenness that comes from being like the world, even though there's a facade of making it look good. No, it's beautiful. It's great. It's fun. It's wonderful. But really what's behind it? You know, what goes on behind closed doors? Um, so, again, the, the, the subject of surrender has to do with trust and has to do with um, believing that God truly loves us. He's not mad at us. He's not going to make us suffer. You know, Jesus said, I haven't come to the world to condemn them, but I've come to save them, uh, which is the opposite of what the devil will tell you, that God is mad at you and he's, he's punishing you. Um, and you wouldn't know 
it any other way, again, unless you renewed your mind with the word of God. So um, surrendering to God really just basically means honoring him. And also it means we make him the only idol. We have no other gods before him. That's actually, uh, I believe, the first commandment out of the Ten Commandments. That Because when we don't surrender to God, we're making other things idols in our lives. We're making them God of our lives, right? So surrendering to God also means honoring him. So I think I'm going to uh, finish this teaching here. And hopefully it helps you guys see things clearly as to why. Why some areas of my life are not working. Why am I stressed out? Why am I angry? Why have I tried and done everything I can and it still hasn't worked? It's because you haven't surrendered it to God. So take my advice. <laughs> Go learn what the Word of God says about that area. If it has to do, let's say, your kids. What are God's promises about your kids? Go learn that and always pray and ask God for wisdom. The Holy Spirit will guide you. What You know, Jesus said, I only say what my father tells me to say. I only do what my father tells me to do. So we are supposed to be, um, you know, same character as Jesus. That's why we are work in progress. Um, so to ask God to help you know when to say something and when to just say nothing right? Or to want to take action. So in other words, you're doing your part, but you're leaving the rest up to him to take care of it. And that's when his power is going to start working on your behalf and changing circumstances, because now you've surrendered your life to him and you have made him Lord over every single area of your life. So hopefully this was a, a refresher teaching, <laughs> refresher course on how we can keep our joy and peace and uh, hope for now and for the future, and also, you know, rub that against other people that are in our lives. Um, let them see what it means to be a Christian and be a follower of Christ, and let them say, I won't go that path. Um, I want to be like them, but let them see the power of God working in your life because you have surrendered your life to Christ. So I'm going to, like I said, end this teaching here. Until the next teaching, God be with you and God bless you.